Welcome podcasters, you are listening to another episode of Tell Me Why, a resource for athletes, coaches, and parents in sport. Co-hosted by Dr. Ginny Christerna and U.S. Speed Skating Hall of Fame inductee Patrick Wentland. This podcast is developed as a resource for athletes, parents, coaches, and referees looking to improve player development and performance. Conversations and opinions expressed on the show are not intended as medical or clinical advice. Welcome back, podcasters, to another episode of Tell Me Why. We are discussing how to translate those lessons learned in sports, all those things we learn, reasons why we do sport, how we translate that into real life. Jenny and I have talked about this a little bit. And we really think, and it's a great segue from last week, right? Jenny, we, we talked a lot about the benefits of sport and, and what you get out of it. And we really came down to conclusion that sport is, is life. Sport is what develops you. So Jenny, give me your thoughts on this one. Well, you know, a big part of it is what we talked about in our last podcast in terms of what sports is intended to instill and develop in individuals, regardless of who you are and, and accepting the fact that you probably won't go pro, which is not the end yeah. of the world because that's not the point of sport. Going yeah. professional, that doesn't even last forever. Even if you're a professional referee, at some point you're going to retire. And the gift that sports gives us is what we then do with that time. Sports yep. teaches you how to be creative, how to create a life for yourself. That's really what sports teaches you. And the question becomes, how do we take elements of sports and apply that to our life so we are doing it on purpose? We're intentional about what we do and we are um, able to push through or move through those challenges in life that we all face and, and all that other just life happens kind of stuff. So, so yeah, I, I think today's podcast is going to be kind of cool, more practical, right. kind of cool still. And we talked about really trying to cater this a little bit more towards the parents as well. Cause I mean, I, I think there's a lot of information for athletes, but the parents are especially on the younger athletes, not so much the older ones, but the parents are the ones who are really taking the kids and helping direct them in a, in a good direction. Otherwise kids are scattered. The mind's going a million miles an hour. I think a big point of this is in order to get a lesson out of anything, uh, something you did in sports or out of sports, you have to actually take a step back, look at what you did, look at what you did right, look at what you did wrong and learn from it. How am I going to do it better next time? If I did great this time, make note of that. If I Screwed up something this time, if I can do it better, I got to make note of that and find a way to do it better next time. Yeah. And, and I'm going to take it a step further because that is what we do in sports. Now, if we're taking it and we're applying it to life, guess what we're going to do? We're going to have the parents sit down and say, you know what? Now that you know what you did well in that sport or, or in that game, in which you didn't do so well and what you want to, what you noticed, we're going to take that a step further and go, okay, now. How was that familiar? Where else have you done that thing, maybe outside of sports? 
What do you mean, mom, dad? What do you, well, remember how you, you kind of got frustrated and then you just like, oh, and you got that yellow card or, you know, you, you got so frustrated, you, you couldn't let go of it, but you know, you were in that, ooh, when was the, when was another time you did that? Oh, when I didn't get the, when I didn't pass that test. Okay. So, and then that's what we as parents and going, what was that feeling there? Was, was it yeah. frustration? It looked frustrating, but maybe there was a, another feeling there. What do you mean? And this is where I have a feeling chart. And actually the map of consciousness is a really good one that I use, but you, you, you really, it's in the book, Power Versus Force. It's a very dry book, you know, but I, I made the chart colorful, but what we what I do is I say, okay, now let's look on this chart. What else did you feel in that moment? And I'm going to, and, and they might say I was angry. I was humiliated or embarrassed or something. And it's not that we're going to do anything scientific per se, like you're their therapist as a parent, but what we're going to do is we're just going to point out all these feelings. And the point of doing that is to one, increase their awareness of what they feel. That's very, very important. But then two, to normalize it. It's completely fine to be angry and, you know, wow, that's that humiliation. That that was that's intense. That's a new one. I've never heard you feel that. And so it's acknowledging their feelings in front of them. And as a yes. mom or dad, that gives poof, huge relief. Especially if you don't judge it. If you say, Yeah, you know, I felt like that too. And I, I know what that's like. Ooh, you want to talk about any of those? And what that does is it unboxes, it unboxes that feeling. So it's not these explosive or intense moments that they either try to sh split off. Nope, I'm not embarrassed. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's like, you kind of look like you're, I'm not angry. I'm not angry. And I'm like, well, when you're yelling and you're punching things, that kind of falls under the anger. Like, you know, people are, that's kind of angry behavior, angry reactivity. So if we can, as parents, just sit with them in those feelings, sometimes they're going to want to talk about it. Sometimes they're not. It actually helps them regulate those feelings more because now they don't have to hide from them. They don't have to disown them. Now they can use that because one of the things that most people don't realize is that the healthy version of anger, what do you think that is? Healthy version of anger. Um. I didn't know there was one, but I'm going to take a wild stab at it and say, using it to do something positive, to change, change something that is. Oh, what's the feeling? What is the, the healthy feeling version of anger? Steam coming out of your ears? I don't know. I, you got me. You're, you're getting close, but the healthy version of anger is passion. Uh huh. Okay. I got you. Happiness. People think, I'm angry, I'm happy. No. When anger is transmuted and it's healthy, that is where you get passion. So remember the very, very first episode that we did and we were talking about passion and passion. Mm, mm, mm. Well, if you're really, really angry, you can't get to the passion because you're so, so stuck in frustration and anger. But when we can unpack that, anger transmuted is passion. And I think you discussed one of our last podcasts, the way to find your passion. You talked about finding what you're finding, what makes you angry, I believe is how you worded it. 
Because if, if I can find that frustration, if I can find that anger, and if I can sit with it and tolerate, guess what I'm going to figure out? Guess what I'm going to figure out? I'm going to figure out, oh, crap, I can do this. Now, here's some motivation because here's some hope. Like, you, mm, here's this problem that I've been trying to solve or this thing that I've been doing and I didn't know why I was doing it. And now I know what I'm doing. This is called power. If you're a chakra gal, like I'm a chakra gal, your third chakra, which is the seat of your self-determination and your will, when it's blocked, you become controlling. That means you're trying to impose, you're trying to force. That's why that book, Power Versus Force, it's dry as all get out. Daniel has, has transitioned and crossed over. Very, very good book. And there is, and you know, I have my books behind me, but this is going to bug me. But here is the version, the, the map of consciousness explained. I actually use the map with my patient, but this is a book that talked like that, but Power Versus Force by, I'm sorry, not Daniel, David Hawkins. Wonderful, wonderful book, but the black and white one is very dry. What we can do is when we can start to identify the, the challenge, the, the, the problem or the pitfall, now we can get excited about what we can figure out regarding how to deal with it. What, what can we do? Now that's power. We're not trying to force something. When, once we try to force something, that's when we have an issue. That is when we have an issue. Because you can't force something that's not ready to move, that's not ready to go. But if you can actually look and see, oh, I could move this. What can I, where can I move this to? You can fit, you can fit uh, a square peg or a round peg into any hole if you turn it the right way. That's an engineer. I can put this same brick into this hole. People go, well, you can't put, force a, a square peg into a round hole. No, you can't force it. But there is a way to put it in there. Yeah. And so this is where power comes from. This is why sports is so important. Sports is important because you're not going to be able to do the same thing the same way. You're not going to be able to tackle the same problem the same way. Sports in school is not there to, to have you learn something and regurgitate it. And the problem I have with coaches, especially as the kids or the players get older, is that they're telling them what to do all of the time. That is not the point of sports. Sport is to teach them how to think about what to do during dynamic play so they yep. can figure it out. Because by the time you have said it, the moment has passed by the time it reaches their ear. Light travels faster than sound. When they see it and they're in it, they need to know how to think. If a coach has not taught them how to think, guess what you're going to see the coach do? Yelling from the sideline all the time. Yeah, da, 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 yeah. Because he, he or she did not teach that player or they're not teaching that player how to think. Right. That's also the reason light travels faster than sound. It's also the reason why people look smart until they open their mouths. Okay? So I just want to put that out there. So I Got want... It. Parents to understand, sports is about teaching our kids how to think and how to sit in moments that are very heavy and then to rise up. We were all dipped down into moments of humiliation, shame, abandonment, anger, fear. We will all dip down in it. That's not the point. The point is to never, it, the point is not to never dip down into those places. 
The point is, when I'm down there, can I recognize it? And what am I learning while I'm down here? How did I get here? Oh, and how do I lead this place? Right. That is what sports teaches. And if your kid hasn't learned that from sports, how to save him or her soul, then sports has failed them. Yeah, I think the biggest thing I got out of that, and there was just a lot of great information, was, and I, I think sports has helped me out this tremendously, is just problem solving. And that problem solving is almost the key to life. If, if you can master that, if you can learn to get better at it, if you can learn how to problem solve, you're going to take care of 90% of the stress in your life. Every single one of us has problems daily we have to deal with. Big ones, small ones. And that is what hits you in sports. No game, no competition, no race is ever the same. Every single one is different. And you will have different issues, different problems to solve in that race, game, events, whatever it is. And learning how to do that, as you said, the, it's, it's up to the coaches, the parents to teach those kids how to use their own brain to do that instead of course dictate, you go there, do this, you go there, do that. But I think what I really got out of that, Jenny, is it's, there, there's so many things that you can learn in sport from goal setting and learn how to go after a goal, your physical improvement, taking care of your body, eating healthy, living healthy, living a better, healthy lifestyle, communication, learning how to communication, team building. Another one that really, for me, goes along with problem solving is handling pressure. And I, and I think those two go hand in hand. If, if an athlete learns how to handle pressure and, and you're going to be a little more expert on this than me, but I'm going to say people learn how to handle pressure based on previous situations or watching adults or others handle pressure. They handled it this way. They did it this way. Uh, for me going through sport was you have different levels of competition. You have different goals you're going after and you put that pressure on yourself. Sometimes other people, your parents, coworkers, co-athletes, teammates will put pressure on you, which can be even harder than the pressure you deal with. These are all things that you learn to manage through sports. There's other ways to do it too. I, I completely am open to that, but I, I, I want to say from my past history, sports has really challenged me to learn these things and force, forces you. If you want to be better at sports, you really are forced to look at your mistake, your progress where you did well and take a step back and understand what you did right and hopefully learn from that. I, I think that's just great information. Absolutely. And the last thing, it's kind of like grieving sports is. So the last episode, the last podcast, you know, your, your child won't go pro. So now how, how does that make you feel? <laughs> your child probably will not go pro. And this is the interesting thing about all of this. The last part of that is grieving. And the last part of grieving is acceptance. And I'm going to talk about soccer referees. I'm not sure about the other referees because I haven't refed other sports other than Taekwondo, but I'm guessing it's true for Taekwondo, even though we fight and, and still do Pumse. 
but we're probably not going to make it to the Olympics again at 50. <laughs> you know, it's not like swimming or something like that. Don't cut yourself short, Denny. I, I, I'm learning that too. I'm learning that too. But, you know, the likelihood of it is just Got a lot it. smaller, right? Make it a little harder. And make just a little bit, like 0.2%. And the one thing about sports that I completely just bow to is the humility of it, the graceful humility of when it's time to leave, when it's time to move out of the way and accepting that. And it doesn't mean it's because you're older. You know, in soccer, referees, you know, the young ones, they, I, I just love listening to them talk. And it's because the ones who are really good, the referees who are young and they're really good at what they do, they often start with, hi, I'm a national referee, I'm a regional referee, and I'm a referee because I wasn't good enough to be a soccer player. Wow. Which tends to be true, not all of the time, but the ones who retire out, they, they, you know, they've kind of gone past their prime, they, they might become a ref as well. And the acceptance of that it, it's one of the most beautiful things where this isn't for me or this isn't for me anymore, but the end, this isn't for me. And I accept that. However, I found a place that is for me. I found a way to still participate that allows me to be great. Everybody can't be great at the exact same thing. And you realize that once you go, I, I can't reach this piece here, but here, wow, I get to do, actually, I like this, right? Because if you're the ref, you're the judge and the jury. Yeah, yeah. Some people realize. But then acceptance also in sports is going, you know, I'm not changing the ref's mind. That is their call. I need to move on to the next play. I tell players and coaches every game, I don't want to hear it unless my AR tells me different. This is what we're going by. Yellow is a silly card to get for descent is, is a silly card to get. Like to, to get ejected because you disagree with the call. Yeah. That is the silliest thing. It's not, it's definitely not changing after you said something about their mother. That's definitely yeah. not, it's definitely yeah. not changing in a youth game. That's just not using your head. Exactly. But that's the point. Acceptance. I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you. But you've made your decision. Yeah. I can now choose to move on or stay stuck in this place. Remember a few moments ago, I dipped down in this place. Oh, where am I? What am I learning? And how do I get out? When we get stuck in that place and we can't get out, now we're prisoners. Life is about accepting this is what it is in this moment and assessing whether or not it's something you want to challenge. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Because if yeah. you fight every battle and you're going to try to die on every hill of that battle, you're not. You know, whatever hill you die on, you're dead, right? You're not going to win the war. Life is about choosing which battles you're going to fight. What, what, what arguments are worth you getting drawn into? And if you can't discern that in the game of sports, you are probably going to have a tough go of it in life. You're going to have a tough yeah. go of it because it's not worth it. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 And really, there's 
great sign because that those are all things you learn in sport that translates directly to life. And, and that's exactly what we're talking about. You know, and the point that was, came to mind as you were talking as well was I competed at a pretty high level and a lot of athletes that I grew up with from, from the childhood age and competed with through into our 20s and 30s. Some of these kids who grew up are like as a younger age, he's never going anywhere. He's got problems, but we, we all grew up together and you, you grow together and you learn and you compete and you use those lessons and you get better, stronger. And I, I will say, and it's a broad statement, but I would say a good 90 or 95 or 99% of the athletes I grew up with that were elite level athletes and I'm talking national teams, Olympic teams have been beyond normal, successful in, in the real world, in their business careers, in their careers, in their life. I think they've learned those skills. They've competed enough to know where and when to use those skills that you were just talking about. And the things you've learned, you compete enough to like, okay, this, I got to do this in this competition. This is happening in a race or in a game. I got to react this way. And that's the best, that's the best way that's going to help me perform. They learn to bring those skills into the real life. And I think when we're talking about parents and we're talking about athletes, and I, I love how you brought up the referees too. Those are all the same skills that we're using. And if parents can see that, yes, like last week's segment, your kid's probably not going to go pro. There's a chance they are. But if you can help them learn these skills, they still may be able to take care of you someday and get you in that real first class nursing home because part. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna perform a little better in life and they're going to be a little more successful because you got them into sports. You got them with some good coaching. You got them to learn these life skills through sport that they're going to take on and, and use later on. And that's what we're talking about today. Absolutely. And, and here's the other thing, you know, that comes up as we're talking about this. This is about realizing that, hey, remember last, you know, session or last, not like we're in therapy, but the last podcast we were talking about life is the sport. Playing sports is practice for life because this is how, this is where you learn how to talk to people, how to develop a personality, how to develop a moral compass, how to, how to find your voice, how yep. to develop charisma and persuasiveness. These are all of the soft skills that will allow people to help you learn the hardcore technical skills. If I like you, I don't have a problem showing you how to do something. Yep. I don't have a problem. In fact, I want to advocate for you. I want to make that introduction. Yeah. Because you're reasonable. You're sensible. I, there was a, a parent at a soccer game who approached a set of referees. One was a minor after being ejected from the game. He came back, stood behind the minor, then approached the referees and, and threatened them with some craziness or what have you. Well, he was an attorney. Wow. A complaint was filed 
and he he's being disciplined. Was it worth it? On a U15 soccer game, was it worth it? Oh. Was it worth it? And you you see how parents lose sight of that because they haven't developed that. And my heart aches for him because do you know how neglected that part had been for him? It, a, a 40, 50-year-old man, a professional man. Yeah. So when I talk to parents and I say, be with your kid, talk to them, ask them just about how they feel. Normalize that so they don't throw it up all over the place. Help them to learn how to think and sit with these feelings before they react to that so they can learn how to be responsive. Yeah. These are the real world issues that people face and that the challenges that we create for ourselves when we don't know how to regulate, when we don't know how to control. The whole point of sports, every sport has a, a, a part in there where they can kick the athlete or the coach out. They can be kicked out because their behavior was so deplorable. Their behavior was so out of control. No? Yeah. Okay. Even in boxing and MMA, you, you stop the fight. There are rules to everything. And when people grow up without being able to either learn how to, to live within the rules, learn, you know, yeah, the rules, this is the extreme case of, we never want to get this far. But once we've crossed that line, you know, you've gone way too far. If no one's ever sat down and objectively and, and lovingly or compassionately explained as a kid is growing up or as an athlete is going through a sport, hey, you know what? You, you were absolutely right, but you're dead right. Yeah. Now you got kicked out. Yes, you were right, but was it worth it? Did you did you miss the forest for the trees, right? Did, did you lose your perspective and needing to be so right, needing to be so affirmed? And that's our job as parents. We have to look at that for ourselves. When are we advocating for our children, really? And when are we are we acting out our own childhood neglect and our own childhood pain? Right. That's a very thin line. Yeah. Let's let's take that, what you said, Jenny, and turn it back to a little bit what we really what our goal here is if we're parent and we're listening to what you're telling us, how do we get our kids, our athletes to use absorb the things that they're learning in their sport so they can use them into their, their daily life. Cause that's kind of the, our goal here is if we're parents, if we're coaches, referees, we want our kids to, oh yeah, they're learning A, B, and C. They're learning how to make goals, set goals, team building, handle pressure, problem solving. How do we help them? understand what they're learning and take it to the next step. And for me, my, my initial thought, and I'm going to let you take over is teaching them to step back and, and reassess every game, competition, practice, event, whatever it is, and, and look at it and say, okay, maybe even write it down. What did you get out of it? What'd you do? Great. 
what would you do differently? And this is something I asked all my athletes just about after every race we were in. And I'm like, all right, you did okay. You did good here, here, and here. What would you do differently to make it better? And sometimes they hadn't even thought of it. And sometimes when they do sit and think of it, they're thinking, oh, yeah, well, this happened and I could have done this and that would have helped me here and I would have beat that guy. And, oh, yeah, no, that that's really good. And next time when it, this I'm in this situation again, I'm going to do it this way. Great. That is what I'm looking for as a coach, as a parent. You just learn something and you just learn how to do it better the next time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'm going to add something that one of my mentors back in the day, Zamira Jones, he was a GM over at ABC when I was doing some research for my dissertation. And I met with him, I did an interview and I asked him, how, how do people of color who grew up in poverty, how do they become successful? And I'm going around asking all these people of color these questions. Yeah. And he said for him, what he's noticed for anybody, but because we were focused on people of color, he said, you have to be internally focused and externally motivated. I never forgot that. And this ah, is I like what it. I learned and applied it to sports. You cannot have an athlete problem solve and think dynamically about whatever is happening around him or her until they realize what's happening inside of him or her. Okay. There has to be an awareness of, I am pissed, I am powerless, I am excited, I am whatever. First, and this is what I believe about myself, and this is what I'm thinking. Because even when people are excited, it means I can do anything I want. I knew I could do this. They were some busters anyway. It's like, okay, let's play with that, right? Because people think when an athlete or coach or individual is excited, they're thinking good things. Not all the time. Sometimes they're very, very what? Haughty. They're on yeah. their high horse. And so it's about not just helping them to sit with their feelings, but what are you thinking when you feel that way in this moment? Not in general, just in this moment. Because this helps them catch themselves thinking certain things. It's one thing now we've taught them how to sit with the feeling. Now, what are the thoughts that arise from that feeling? The feeling, the emotion is the soup base. The thoughts are the things that have been marinating in this soup base. So here I think, oh yeah, I, I got, I can, I'm the best in the world. I can do anything I want. I can beat any, it's like, okay, let's look at that. And yeah. let's get that more aligned with something a little more accurate or, you know, a little more humbling. Yeah. This was a great one, blah, 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 blah. But once we get set, that's why I always tell coaches and parents, don't ask them about the game. How did you feel? Oh, I, I feel good. Okay, anything else? I was a little scared. I'm not sure. I mean, I think I did well. Okay, so there's a little uncertainty. Yeah. What are you uncertain about? There's a couple of plays that blah, blah, blah. Or I did this and I, I think my positioning was off or, you know, my technique. Okay. Well, we can look at that. What, do you, what are you thinking when you are in that? I think my positioning was off. I'm thinking, oh, man, am I when I look at? Yep. I maybe I don't look the way out there that I do to myself in my head. Okay. And what do you think you might want to do with that? Well, I want to see the tape. Or maybe I want to ask you kind of what you saw. I want to ask a couple of people. Okay, that's great. Great insight. Wonderful proactivity. Right. We're getting them 
internally focused. Right. External motivation now is like, okay, now I'm going to go outside of Jenny Town or Patrick Town and I'm going to start asking people because I know what I'm thinking and feeling for myself and I'm curious now. And I feel safe enough to be curious because I was talking with you about that. Yes? Okay, yep. so now I can go out and talk more about that. Now I can go, okay, so what did, what did I do well? Well, I think I did this well. Okay, well, you did. We might want to adjust this, this, or that. Now I can receive the feedback. Now I can be aware of, of what I can do differently because I can hear what you're saying because I, I know what I'm thinking and worried about myself. I'm going to give you an example. I was doing a field session and I'm a referee mentor. And what I thought was fascinating Sunday when I did the field session was other referee mentors and coaches, he had all these ideas about this is how we should do these sessions moving forward. And I was sitting back and I was like, interesting. Me being fascinated, was fascinated. What I noticed is that some of the referee mentors and coaches were trying to find a single solution. And it's like, no, this is about you being able to think about each field session is different. This is no different than being a player. This is yep. about you thinking about each field session and how people show up and being able to adapt. I love that word. Real players when they're playing games and they have referees referees are different they're looking for different things each player has to adapt to the referee how the referee is calling a game which is why it's so important for referees to be consistent and the other team yeah so you're constantly adapting that part and this is the part where life, right? How adaptable are you? It's not the referee's fault you lost that game. You had 52 shots on goal. Yeah. <laughs> but that one PK, that's the thing that did it. Okay. Yeah. You had 48 more minutes to, to score, but it's the rep, right? Or that's not a foul. Well, you hit it to the side. It went over the, it was right on the line. If you wouldn't have hit it to the side like that, then it wouldn't have been a foul. And so it's all of these things. But it's learning for ourselves, how do we take responsibility for our role? Not for the whole situation, but for our role, our part in it, whatever that is. Yeah. That is where your power is. That is what sports is constantly teaching every athlete, every parent, every coach, every referee. It's okay to make a mistake. Can you own it? Yeah. Can you own that mistake? Because I promise you, if you can't, you're going to have problems in, in adult life. You're going to have problems in your relationships. You're going to have problems at work. That's where you nailed it. Because can't nobody tell you nothing, as they say. Yeah. You know everything. Then you can't be coached. I don't need you. Because you, I can't tell you anything. You can't learn anything. Because you're the expert right. at everything. Yeah, that's such great information. And, and as we slowly start to wind down here, I, I just want to touch on that a little bit. I mean, we talked a little bit about a bit, especially last week and then a little bit this week about those skills that you gain from sport, everything we've discussed from your physical ability, learning how to take care of yourself to your goal setting, to your communication, to team building. 
these, these are just invaluable skills, especially to today's youth who spend most of their time behind a, a phone and communicate through texting, really just developing those skills through a sport, through an activity is something that's going to take them further in life and make life easier, easier on us parents. So we're, we can actually set them free at some point and not have to be hand holding them through the rest of their life. So I love how you went into adaptation and I'm just going to tell a quick little story. Uh, we had our first competition this weekend, a speed skating competition with, with some of the skaters. We brought 10 skaters of Salt Lake. And being the first one of the year, they're all in different groups now and competing against different people. And they all, as, after each race, they're, they're struggling with situations that happened in the race. Oh, and I could have done that. And I could have done that. And I was, I was, I was focused on this and this happened. And I wasn't ready to, to handle that. And that's where I kind of grabbed them. Like, see, the whole time you were trying to play your game of life, going in this direction, doing this, and you had that focus and something else hit you that you weren't expecting, which is everyday life. And we, we talked about adaptation and the way I explained it to them was you have to go in with a plan. That's your plan. But at the same point, you are completely focused on everything going around you and watching from every angle. And as soon as you see a situation, you adapt and you take it and you handle it. Whatever it is, if someone's falling in front of you, someone moving, you have a path you can make, uh, a time to sprint, time to slow down, whatever it is, you adapt. And they got it. And, and uh, most of them did. And most of them really worked this and every race they started getting better and better and better. And I'm thinking to myself, boy, this was great as a, as a, a coaching moment. But when you mentioned it, going into this for a skill that they use for life, I, it really just hit me. And I'm thinking, boy, that, that is life. That is everyday life. And parents, coaches, athletes, referees, I'm going to take my closing comment right there and I'll let Jenny go and just really have those discussions with your athletes after, before a game, especially after a race, a game competition, go over those things that they did well, give them that pat on the back and then have them ask what they did wrong. And you fill in the blanks that they miss and say, this is what we could have done better. And then they're and maybe how, and they're going to, their eyes are going to bright up because they did okay. And then they want to like, oh man, I, I could do better. And if I fix this, I can do better. And that is life. And that's what we're talking about. And if they learn to do that through every segment of life and what they're doing, if they can bring those same skills through school, through the relationship, through work. Us parents, we're going to have it much better. And I'm, I'm going to go home and get my kids going on this real quick, just so get them out of the house and get them moving. Well, I am sitting up here and I'm just having reveries as you're talking. I'm like, yep, I can see what he's saying with that. And yeah. And, and it's so nice to have these conversations because you make these connections and then it's like, oh, I, and I can do that. So absolutely. I'm going to apply that now. My, my, my closing is as a parent and as a coach, 
sit with that, that athlete. And as an athlete, I want you to sit with yourself internally focused. You know, what are you feeling? What are you thinking? Truly. What are some thoughts that come to mind in, in those moments where you're feeling like this? And how do you get yourself out of that? And if you're high and you're having a thought that's pretty, how do you make sure it's balanced? You know, develop your ability to discern what's worth it. What battles are you going to fight? What is worth you getting ejected for? Like if it's something you're really, and it's, it's worth it, then I, I'm supporting you 120%. If it's dissent, I can't really support it because it's silly. Yes. But learn how to accept. Learn how to accept things more gracefully. Stay focused on the big picture. Don't get into the weeds. Be able to adapt. Be able to move through these games the way you need to learn how to move through life. You know, I didn't agree with it. Keep going. I still have X number of minutes or hours left in this game or quarters. This isn't the end. Yep. I'm not going to get thrown off. So for me, parents, coaches, athletes, sit with the athlete and the player and just check in with them. Coaches and parents at the end of the day, especially if they're younger athletes, I want you to, as a coach, go around the, the team circle when you guys huddle and ask them one word. How are you feeling right now? What's the most prominent or the strongest emotion you have right now? And just go around and ask everyone to just share an emotion. One sentence, what are you thinking right now? Have each person go around and, and share what they're thinking about themselves. What that does is that validates for other people that, hey, I have feelings and thoughts just like everyone else does. Nothing wrong with mine. And you'd be surprised at how much more vulnerable and safe and comfortable players start to feel opening up. And then what do you, and then as a group, what did, one person, I mean, each person, one thing that but you did well. Dot, dot, everybody just go around out loud. One thing you, you need to work on that you could have done differently. Dot, 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 dot. And then, coach, now you can come in because now everybody's soft and they're open. And they're ready to take in whatever you have to say. And they can support you. This is how you build camaraderie. Yeah, I yep. felt that way. Oh, no, you did good. Or, yeah, I could see that. Let, hey, let's, let's work together. Let's, let's practice with that. This is how you build a team, not by saying we don't feel anything. We just got to go in here and win. It's by saying you're the first person and the most important person on this team, each of you, your thoughts and your feelings. That's going to be the gas and the fuel that drives the direction of what we do and how we do it as a team. Same thing with parents. Do the same thing and remind them win or lose. You love them. That doesn't define them. And that's the parent's job. It doesn't mean you coddle them. It just means that you go, you put in a good effort out there. I'm proud that you didn't give up. Yep. Another lesson right there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one thing that I'm just going to add there is we talked a lot about these lessons you learn in sport, taking, helping you out through the rest of your life and bringing these lessons into your, the real life. But these, these exact same things for the point of our show, improving performance in sport, exact same things are going to prove their performance in their sport. If you go over these same skills that Jenny's talking about, 
these things there's what's going to make you even better in your sport. Yeah, life life is great, and they're going to transfer over to life. But the one thing we talk about on this podcast is improving your athletic performance. That's the way to do it. Along with your your life skills, this will help your athletic performance greatly. They all, it's, it's all just one different aspect of the same thing. It's no yep. different. Well, guys, thank you again for hanging out with us and, and tell me why. Uh, hopefully you got some great information out of today's segment. We look forward to talking to you again next week. Uh, don't forget to go on and subscribe and follow us on your favorite podcast listening program. Also, tell us what you'd like to hear. Give us another topic, subject, something you'd like for us to talk about. And we'll we listen to your suggestions and we'll add it to our list. Absolutely. Thanks, guys and gals. And they. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.